This is episode 109 on understanding your personal identity with Aluwatosin Olabadi. We are spending more and more time in the online world, looking through our screens and increasingly disconnected with those around us. But studies have proven that it's real-life meaningful relationships that bring us the most joy and happiness. It's all about human connection and conversing with people from a variety of backgrounds. Worlds change when eyes meet. So let's sit down and relate. I am your host, Patrick McAndrew, and welcome to another episode of Relate. So what does it mean to have a personal identity, and how does this contrast from our digital identities? This is something that we talk about today in Relate. Our guest talks to us really about the central core of what identity means, that identity is a set of characteristics that belongs to you. We often confuse what we do with who we are, And this is something that our guest goes into a lot of detail about. Our guest talks with us about how a lot of people use the internet to escape their realities. He discusses how personal identity makes online activity intentional, why it's so important that we cultivate our own personal identities before we are active online, whether it be through social media or other forms of internet communication. Our guest discusses how technology should not replace human interaction, that value is tied to who we are and why we are more deliberate on social media when we have a stronger sense of our personal identity. It's all about perspective. So who is this amazing guest that you want to know. His name is Alawatosin Olabadi, and he lives as a wealth of positive energies, is what he says. He is a two-time TEDx speaker, founder, and creative lead of Doing Healthy Africa, a digital wellness consultancy and advocacy platform dedicated to helping young people build the stamina needed to thrive within the digital world. Alawatosin strongly believes we all need to understand our personal identities before transferring them into our digital identities, as they help us to better navigate the digital world and build more balanced offline-online relationships. Alawatosin is a Nigerian with a vision to raise young people that will impact the world, and he does this by helping them discover and utilize the positive energies within them towards living a transformative life. This is really an incredible episode. I think that you listeners out there will really get a lot out of this one. Definitely feel free to call in and leave me a voicemail on Anchor if you think this is an episode you want to comment on. Also, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. And if you think it will really resonate with someone, especially this concept of personal versus digital identity, please share it with a friend. So, without further ado, let me please introduce today's guest of Relate, Aluwatosin Olabadi. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Relate. Today's guest is Alawatosin Olabadi. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Patrick, for having me. And I love the new title, by the way, Relate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, you know, why I created that was really that I, I think a lot of what we talk about specifically when it comes to digital wellness and really the importance of of relationships in today's age where we spend so much time on technology. I really wanted to create a name that embodied that, that really when I'm having conversations with people like yourself who are doing this incredible work, at the end of the day, it all comes to relating to one another and really finding those those moments of commonality and, and similarities uh, while also embracing our differences at the same time. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad that you, you like the new title and very excited to have you on the show too. You're doing some incredible work in Nigeria and you're the first person I've interviewed from Nigeria as well. So I'm very excited to have you on the show. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. So I'm wondering if you could just start maybe by sharing with our listeners a little bit about yourself. What What's your background and what led you onto the path that you're now pursuing? Um, I like to consider myself a world of positive energy. I believe the world can become a better place, one positive message um, at the time. And this really inspires me to do um, almost everything that I do. I enjoy helping people discover and utilize the positive energies within them towards leading um, and living a transformative life. Like you said, I'm Nigerian, a nation in West Africa, and I'm passionate about um, digital wellness and especially how it translates um, our offline lives into um, our online lives. Well, yeah, I know a lot of what you talk about is this concept of personal identities versus our digital identities. I'm wondering if you could elaborate on this, because especially today, sometimes I, I feel like a lot of us believe that they're one and the same thing. But I, I would I, I think that they are very different. So I'm wondering if you could just talk about this this concept of personal identities versus digital identities. Um, I would like to start by um, talking a bit about identity, and then we'll play around with personal identity versus um, digital identities. I love a definition by Williams James. Um, this definition was actually given in 1892, but it just resonates very well and connects with what, um, for me, identity entails. And he said, um, in its wisest possible sense, a man's me, now referring to a man's me, there's talking about identity. A man's me is the sum total of all he can call his own, not only his body or his psychic powers, but his clothes and his house, his wife and his children, his ancestors and his friends, his reputation and his work, his land and horses, his um, sheep and bank accounts. All this gives him um, the same emotions, of course, at different um, levels. And it goes further to say that when things work out, like probably he's able to get most of the structures he's um, spoken about, the house, the wife is excited. And when he's not able to get most of these things, he's um, downcast. So a lot of people generally talk about 
identity um, based on three elements, which is the personal, the family and social um, identity. And you can see from this definition that all those are encapsulated in it. It's talking about our belief structure, our history um, and our value. If you look at the etymology of words, I always encourage people to study the um, etymology of words because it gives us the original definition of um, terms. Um, words get to lose their meanings along um, the line. So etymology of words helps with bringing that balance. You will understand that um, identity is a set of characteristics that belongs to you. Um, oftentimes, one of the mistakes we make is that we define our identity by attributes that belong um, to someone else or um, attributes that we like in other people that are not necessarily um, in us. It basically answers why we exist and not how um, we exist. This is one of the reasons, again, I needed to give this overview before talking about um, the two concepts, personal identity versus um digital identity because a lot of times we confuse um what we do with who we are so in the current dispensations yes. for instance now a lot of people um i was talking to a group of people some few days back and i was telling them that the covid 19 pandemic that we're currently in hasn't necessarily affected anybody's identity it has only affected the way we express our identities so probably this conversation will have been one-on-one, -on -one, for instance, now, but because of the health guidelines and government um, guidelines, you are not able to go out. One of the reasons why a lot of people now get frustrated is because they feel their identity has been restricted, but that doesn't ha um, happen because your identity is who you are and nobody can take away who you are from. Um, you, but how you express your identity depending on social factors, um, environmental factors can um, change. So if you look at um, the general concept of um, personal identities, you will um, come to that point of realization where you understand that um, who you are plays a very large factor to everything that happens um, around you. You said something um, in asking your question. People often think personal identity versus digital identity are one. They actually are supposed to be one, but because of that, um, because of that translation that has been lost over time, they are not two different things. The ideal structure for me um, is to transfer your personal identity um, into your digital identity, but because of a lack of personal identity, which is basically who we are, because of that lack of understanding, and we get within the digital space and we need to represent ourselves. We often now create a new um identity to fit in that sector to enjoy digital expression for instance we require um resilience and an understanding of self you know how fiscal rejection hurts um um maybe ask, a child asking his parents for a snack and the parents for one reason or the other saying no or a guy or a lady asking the other out and the person saying no we know how hurtful personal um and fiscal rejection hurts the same applies and um, for digital rejection too and unlike the fiscal world a lot more i like to call them cowards hide behind um keypads to become bullies and a host of other factors like that in real life will have a negative um, effect on us. So for me, building a personal identity gives you an understanding of you, who you are, whose you are, what your vision is, your mission, and the values that we guide, um, the principles that you hold um, there. 
a lot of people online um, has tried to escape the realities of the present. So I just go on social media to while away time because of a certain situation that I'm going through that I probably um, do not want to deal with who you are, whose you are, and what your value structure is helps put um, a balance to the narrative. What I'm trying to say is this. <clears throat> just as any addict will... Um, do what he or she abuses to get um, a sense of self, how be it for a moment. If this structure of who you are hasn't been built, then you just find out that more often than not, even most times um, you're not wanting to, you just find yourself going online a bit more. What understanding who you are does is that it makes you um, and your online presence intentional and deliberate with a goal in mind whether just to catch some fun for a few minutes or to do some work, it gives you that perspective of intentionality um, and deliberate, um, making you become deliberate about the actions that you take. Um, it gives you that sense of self-control and self-discipline to operate within your frame of work. Someone said something to me, and I use this to um, conclude. He said, it's not what people say about you that hurts you. It's what you believe about what they say. We know um, that our identity <clears throat> is unique to us. So, for instance, if you get on social media and someone looks down on you because you already know who you are, you can balance that narrative. We're not saying that it's going to be um, easy, but it makes the process easier versus if you do not know who you are and you get online and probably someone tries to bully you or you post a picture that is not as fine as someone else because you have that understanding of who you are. It helps make you get um, that balance. So for me, um, personal identity is extremely important before you get to talk about digital identities. <laughs> yeah, there, there are so many powerful things in what you just said that I, I think a lot of us would really take advantage of, of what you just said, or re rather should take advantage of what you just said, that uh, really, I, I find that those who have a deep sense of themselves, who really have developed a deep understanding of who they are, and of course, this is always an ongoing process. But Absolutely. for those who really, for those who always take that time to really introspect and really have an understanding of who they are, they are then able to use technology to the fullest and really use it as a tool. Whereas to, to go off what you said, I think those who don't really have a, a strong concept of their personal identity, they end up in a lot of ways being used by the technology because they're trying to construct a certain digital identity that is not really themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. If you do not have a self-concept, once you get within the digital space, society will give you one. Yeah. And, and what what's the situation regarding technology like specifically in Nigeria? Because I know in America, it's, it's, you know, technology is, it's incredibly prevalent, especially nowadays with all the COVID stuff going on. But even before that, people are very attached to their devices. Is it a similar situation in Nigeria as well? Yes, it actually um, is. Technology, of course, is evolving every day and um, each country is catching up. But technology is definitely, definitely a top priority in Nigeria. 
a research that was done in 2019 says the average Nigerian spends four hours, 50 minutes um, online versus the global average of six hours, um, 25 minutes. And it's one of the reasons why I got into um, digital wellness practices um, because I realized, especially with um, um, ladies, um, getting into the tech space, I just realized that there was a wave or there was a push of um, people advocating for people to get within the technological space. And I realized that there was no balance. The idea was, okay, you should be using technology, but nobody was talking about how to use technology. The idea was just, okay, you could get into coding, you could become a developer, you could become a digital marketer, and a lot of conversations in that regard, but there was no balance as to how people would translate this identity um, from what they physically knew into the digital um, space. So it's one of the reasons that I, I got involved in digital wellness practices. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because uh, to go off what you said, it's always evolving and it's always we're always trying to navigate and figure out our relationship to technology and then also how that relationship works with each other as well in our in our own personal relationships. I'm wondering if you could talk with us about this uh, organization that you found, the Doing Healthy Africa. I think that it, uh, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on specifically helping young people when it comes to digital wellness. Yeah, so um, a little backdrop to um, digital um, Doing Healthy Africa. It's a sub-outlet of my foundation, Strengthening um, Society today foundation and our goal um, at the foundation is to advocate for um, mental health um, amongst other things and our target group is young people 15 to um, 29 in interactions with um, young people and especially for the fact that I'm a suicide prevention um, advocate we realized that there was a disconnect um, between how connected people feel they are online versus how they actually um, um, the impact it actually has um, on 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 them. Digital wellbeing has become a necessity in our um, generation because there's hardly much you can get done without the use um, of technology. And I understand that, like we um, said earlier on, the concept of technology was designed to improve life, to make um, it easier to get things done, thereby increasing product productivity. So in simple terms, the concept of um, technology itself isn't bad. However, our interpretations and therefore the usage can be good or bad, i.e. Um, can have a positive or negative impact on us. And this is often based on our perception and worldview of things, if you will. It is also worthy to note, as stated by um, Lisa Jones um, of Positive Focus Training, that technology in itself moves faster than the research into its impact. So while a lot of technology is put out there, the study into how it affects us or how um, young people using social media, for instance, now they, they balance in speed of how both come out isn't um, necessarily there. So from my interactions with um, them, I noticed that um, more often than not, technology was negatively um, affecting them. It had, in fact, impact on their 
emotional and psychological um, well-being. You know, the fear of missing out, the anxiety and prolonged sadness that mostly led to um, depression from waiting or wanting to feel among or live the life. You know, the lack of identity and therefore misplaced um, priority wanting to be accepted while you haven't accepted yourself. And there's a lot of neuroscience that backs this up that um, says that and shows that a lack of support structure is usually associated with um, increased mental illness and um, so on. Um, like I said earlier, of course, there's always two sides to the story. So there are young people also positively and productively using um, technology including technology that have been made available for teenagers to access care and mental um, health support. But in weighing both sides of the narrative, looking at certain young people productively using social media, for instance, or using technology as a whole for um, productivity and their well-being, and then seeing another side um, of young people that are negatively impacted by the use of social media, messaging application, and technology as a whole. We sat down and did um, a little study and research, and then that was what gave birth um, to Doing Healthy Af uh, Africa. So Doing Healthy Africa is a platform dedicated to raising an arm army of internet users that have the stamina to thrive in this digital era. The challenge isn't really that people don't know how um, to navigate technology. The um, issue for us is there is no balance in the process with which um, they navigate this um, technology. So we created this platform strictly um, to raise a group of people that will have that stamina to thrive in the digital era. Yeah, it's really important work that you know, you're doing nowadays, especially with the rising generation who they really grew up with this technology at their fingertips, literally from when they were really, really young and a lot of them from when they were born. And so I think this sort of education is only going to become more and more important as technology advances more and more. Yeah. Uh, specific, specifically with your work with mental health, obviously, I'm sure you found digital technologies definitely affect our mental health on a wide variety of levels. How do you believe that we could find this balance of really using technology to the fullest and all of its advantages while also making sure that we're taking care of our mental health? Um, like I said um, earlier on, the goal of um, technology is not to replace um, human interactions, but to help facilitate it. And it's one of the reasons why I'm a very strong um, advocate for personal um, identity, because I truly deeply believe that it becomes easier for us to transfer our personal identities into our digital identities if we actually have created um, a personal um, identity trust, for instance, is an all-important currency, both in physical and the digital world. Identity gives you choice. It avails you the opportunity to trust and be trusted. If you do not have this, the chances of lying or pretending, especially in, a, in an atmosphere of social comparison, which is where most young people um, find themselves, becomes very high. Your value is tied to who you are. And the same goes for um, when you are online. So for me, one of the methods um, 
um, a non-clinical strategy, if you will, one of the methods to to be able to enjoy mental health and well-being, and especially um, um, avoid poor mental health. Because one of the challenges is that there are a lot of people, young people that are not mentally ill, but are experiencing poor mental health. Poor mental health has to do with situations like sadness. For instance, sadness is not a sickness. It's a feeling. It tells you how um, a certain situation is if someone loses somebody. Um, for instance, he can't be excited. He feels sad. But when sadness becomes prolonged over time, it could lead to depression. Depression is an illness. So one of the things I've come to realize is that if we're able to get young people to have that stamina, um, to understand who they are, first and foremost, to not get their identity, because a lot of us um, young people build our self-worth, our self-concept, um, our self-esteem from social media. We were hosting World Suicide Prevention Day um, conference last year, and there were a couple of videos that came out in that respect. And I remember this lady um, woke up in the morning, you know, went to the bedroom, cleaned her face, put on all the makeup, made sure her hair was um, on point, and then went back to bed, took a picture, um, took a phone, snapped a picture and posted waking up things. So one of the mistakes or one of the challenges that we have as young people is because we do not have that identity, we are struggling to fit in. We are struggling for acceptance. The reason why a young person, for instance, will post um, a picture online or post something online and stay glued to the phone to see the number of likes that he's getting. And in most cases, if you get like 52 likes or 53 likes, it's somewhat okay, but you now see your friend that gets a bit more likes and then you become sad. And if that sadness is not um, what it could lead to depression. So one of the things that is very strong um, for me is building that personal identity because building that personal um, identity gives you the resilience, gives you the stamina to stand within the digital space. A lot of issues that, that cause um, frustration and could lead to one mental health um, problem or the other can actually be avoided if our identity um, was intact. For instance, I remember when I joined um, Facebook um, some years back, I think 2009, 2010, and um, thereabout, I'm not sure. The ultimate goal for me and a group of my friends, um, because we were doing um, the same thing, so they kind of encouraged us. The ultimate goal then was to have as many friends as possible. The idea was the more friends you were able to get, the more friend requests you send and receive or accept, um, the more engagement you get on your page. But the dangers of that is this. Number one, you have, let's say, 2,000 friends, for instance, and you do not know the names of about 20 of them. What connection are you building? Someone said we are in the most um, connected era, yet we are the most disconnected um, that we've ever been. And the funny thing about Facebook, for instance, is that the names of everybody you are connected with is on their page. So you have 2,000 people, but you can't name um, 20 of them. The second um, danger or challenge that that presents is that your feeds becomes overflooded. The, 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 the concept of building connection, the concept of interaction is finding things you are passionate about, finding people that you can easily um, relate with. So if you connect with someone on Facebook, it's because you 
probably believe in the ideology or you feel both of you can learn something from each other. But when you start accepting thousands of friend requests and you now have an endless flow of feeds and it becomes even difficult to, 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 to keep up and that builds one on um, another unhealthy habit, um, digital habit, which is trying to keep up, not wanting to 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 miss out. So for me, one strong principle in getting, um, especially for young um, people, in getting them to balance their mental health and well-being is giving that sense of um, identity. I know your platform, for instance, has a very strong um, or places a very strong um, importance on human connections and relationships. Human connection is a coping mechanism. But what we have with our generation of young people now is a group of people that have a lot of connections, but because those connections aren't, um, aren't genuine, aren't interactive, it becomes a platform for, um, for self-isolation. So you have a lot of people, but you have nobody to talk to. So I strongly believe that one of the ways in in ensuring that, especially for young people, they build uh, mental health and well-being, they build resilience, they are able to cope with the challenges that um, faces them is first of all working on them, letting them understand that they are enough. What you have is enough. Comparison doesn't define um, who you are. Yes, I couldn't agree more with you on all of that, and I, I can definitely relate to you on the on the fact that. we are like so i guess quote unquote connected online we have you know so many friends but those connections are not very deep at all most of them are are actually very very shallow and it's yeah it becomes this conversation of like okay who who are you looking to really truly connect with online and who who are you really looking to build relationships with online what what are you trying to showcase um and what how are you trying to present yourself i think it's like it, it's becoming very complex and somewhat very difficult to navigate as well absolutely absolutely we often get um, um we often get lost in translation as we interface um the digital space and if you remember earlier on i was saying that one of the strong pillars that shows a successful translation of your um, personal identity to your digital identity is that once you get within the digital space you become more deliberate you become more intentional so coming to social media um for instance you are deliberate about the kinds of people that you follow the kinds of feed that you are allowing get into your system because um the more you feed on certain things the more you grow in that school of thought one of the um one of the strongest challenges that we face um, as regards our identity, whether physical um, or digital, is our perception, the way we see um, things, the way we accept accepting. So once you become a bit more intentional, a bit more deliberate, then you are beginning to ask why and not just how. A lot of people are asking, how can I join TikTok? How can I join Instagram? How can I be on Twitter? But a very few or only a very few are asking, why should I join this platform? Immediately you have your why. Well, like we said earlier on, and we both agree on this, it doesn't make the process easy. It just makes it easier 
immediately you're able to find your why, it becomes easier for you to navigate. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having 2,000 friends. For instance, on Facebook, I have a couple of friends that are digital uh, marketers. So the more people they can market to, the better for their business, the better it is for their brand. So it's just about perspective. It's just about um, that um, being intentional and being particular about why you are within the digital space. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I, I'm wondering if we could dial back a little bit to really, I guess, within the first couple of words of the the interview, where you talked about that you live as a wealth of positive energies. I, I really love this a lot. And just given the work that you do, I could see how it's possible that you are living in this way. How do you think that that other people, whether it be our listeners or the people that you work with, can find their own way of living as a wealth of positive energies, as you say? It boils down, for me, it boils down to understanding um, who you are. Um, every organization, um, every institution has a mission statement, has a vision statement has core values that guide what they do and how they do what they do. This helps those institutions stand the test of time. For our own personal lives, which is the greatest institutions that institution that can um, ever exist, I believe that it's about time for those that um, do not already have this. It's about time that you build your own vision, your own mission. Sometime in July, there about of 20. Um, 18, I stumbled, um, of 2018, yes, I stumbled upon the first vision statement that I wrote. And one word that stood, um, out then and in 2017 was the word, um, positive. I'm giving this backdrop to say that your identity doesn't necessarily change. How you reflect your identity changes over time, but who you are remains, um, who you are. So for me, I've always been um, a world of positive energy. Now, if you hear that I'm a world of um, positive energy, one might think that there are no up and down days. No, that's not the concept. It's just how do you see life? Because the way you perceive life determines how um, you interpret it. So if I'm to encourage anybody to to um, build up a positive attitude or build up kindness, you know, build up empathy. Just the positive energies of life that make the entire world um, a better place. The first thing I'll tell them is the concept of mindfulness. One of the mistakes we've made over um, time or one of the challenges that a lot of us uh, face over time is that we are not in the present. We make a lot of decisions based on either the past or what we perceived to be um, the hopes of the future. While those in themselves might not necessarily um, be bad, you lose out in the moment. Someone said life is what happens when you're trying to, to live life. For me, the first step is just to be mindful, to accept what you do have. Being mindful, one of the things being mindful has helped me do is that it takes off that phase of comparison. It takes off that phase of, am I good enough? Or why is this person better than me? We graduated from school um, the same year and this person already has a house, is married, has a car, and I don't have these things. What mindfulness does is that it helps you appreciate what you do have. Because once you're focusing on what you don't have, you miss out on what you do have. And this is what happens 
in focusing on what you do not have, negative energies are what build up. Negative energies are what you um, you feed off. But in focusing on what you do have, no matter how little it is, positive energies are what uh, are, um, is what begins to build up. So that is what um, has worked for me. One concept that I know um, over time is that what you think becomes your reality, whether at the phase of emotions or at the phase of um, physical, tangible um, reflection. So one of the strong things that I do is I'm mindful of who I am and I'm grateful for who I am. And it works for me. That's, I think these are really practices and, and ideas and concepts that I think everyone who's tuning in and listening would really benefit from. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And, you know, just with all of that said, I really appreciate you joining us on Relate, not only for coming on the show, but also I really appreciate the work that you're doing, Aluat Tosin, is that you're, you're really making a positive change when it comes to educating people and specifically young people on digital wellness and, and what it means to discover our own personal identities and then therefore being able to be better prepared to execute our digital identities. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for this awesome platform that is making um, the world a better place, one positive message at a time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about you and all the amazing work that you're doing? Um, you can actually find out more about me um, on my website, which is um, doinghealthyafrica.com. Um, it has links to all my social media um, handles, the works that we're doing both personally and as an organization. So doingldafrica.com, you'll find all you need to know. Perfect. Well, I'll make sure to include that in the show notes of our podcast. So listeners out there, just go to the show notes and click that link provided. I have one last question for you, Aluatosin, before we head out. How can we as a society better relate to one another? Good question. Um it's important that we know why um, we need to relate with one another. This helps for um, how um, we do relate with um, each other. Let me use the concept of human connection to talk about how um, we should or how we do relate with um, um, one another. Human connection is an inborn um, desire, a need, if you will, to create a social relationship with others. It is important for our um, well-being. One of the recommendations we are very quick to make, for instance, um, when we are dealing with a suicidal case, is to ensure that the person is not alone. Because being alone um, increases the possibility of the person going through with the attempt as compared to if someone is there. So there's really a human need to connect with um, one another. You remember, I don't know if you know this saying, they said that no man is an island of himself. Um, yeah, yeah, and this is yeah. so true. This is so true. Um, we exist as over 7 billion people for a reason. We are social beings and interactions fuel our existence. They give a sense of community and everybody longs for a sense of um, community. It's one of the reasons why you will observe that technology is usually created to mimic um, the actual real life experiences that we go through. So for 
COVID-19 um, season, for instance, that we can meet face to face. Now there are platforms like Zoom, you know, FaceApp that help, um, even though it's not the same, but help me make that reality. We know that about 93% of communication is um, body language because it shows intimacy, it shows that empathy and vulnerability, but if we can't get access to that, what technology has done is that it said, don't let go of this since we've created alternatives that can help you facilitate um, some of this, um, some of these reactions. So for me, understanding that humans were created for communications, were created for connections, were created for um, interactions is the first step to knowing how to relate to um, one another. If you remember while we were talking about um, personal identity versus um, digital identity, we spoke about being able to trust and be trusted. I feel one of the best ways you can easily relate, you can easily connect with um, any other person is just by being honest and being true to who you are. Everybody is already longing for that connection. So if I'm able to meet or connect with someone that is true to who they are, that is true to what they believe, and is able to spread that idea of a positive push, it becomes easier to relate. And then depending on how um, our preferences are, depending on the platforms and the options that we have available to us, we can relate um, through different um, mediums. But human interactions, human relationship, human connections, whether offline or online, are extremely important. And for it to happen, I have to be able to trust you and you have to be able to trust me also. Great. I I, I thank you so much again for just like all, all the wisdom that you're imparting, both both on myself and then also our listeners. So we'll we'll leave our, our listeners with, with that insightful answer. So Alwa Tosin, thank you so much again for joining us on the show. Thank you once again for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Relate. You can let me know your thoughts on this episode by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. Or if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. You can support this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.